Hello, everybody, and welcome to Joyfully You Podcast. I'm going to be totally honest. There's a guy outside my house that's doing his yard work, and I'm kind of in the mood of the show must go on. If you know what I'm saying, the show must go on. I can't let (laughs) this guy outside doing yard work stop me from creating this episode because this is the time that I had planned to do this. And so here I am sitting down and I apologize if you could hear that noise in the background. I am praying to the universe and all the other gods that he is done soon. But in the meantime, let's get our focus box together and have a conversation. If you are new to Joyfully You podcast, I am your host, Kelsey Lowe. I'm a self-love and empowerment coach. I am a traveler, I am a woman of life, a student of life, Um, and you know, this podcast was created as an outlet for my own creative expression, and also because I feel this mission, this calling to empower and inspire other women to love and to lead. And so I'm going to be sharing a little bit of behind the scenes of the evolution of my own business and my own life and how it's evolved because of meeting someone and being in a relationship now. I met a man in my hometown. I've traveled all over the world, you guys. I've gone to 30 countries. I've lived in other countries for like six to seven month periods. Like, And I always thought that I would meet someone while traveling and I met someone in my hometown. It was just very, this serendipitous thing. We met on a dating app, we met on Bumble. And, you know, it's been really interesting because the past nine months of being in this relationship has been so incredible and I'm so happy and it's bursted so many limiting beliefs of what I thought was possible with relationships because I was so skeptical of um, real, healthy, freeing love. I was so skeptical of that actually existing because so much of the evidence that I have in my life has been situations that end in tragedy and sorrow and heartbreak and manipulation. And, you know, so I was still, and I know that part of what we attract is connected to what we are putting out and what we believe the world has to offer. So then that's what we are open to receiving. But the more I started to um, just be open to the idea of dating and open to the idea that there is a man out there that is great for me and open, you know, so I was open to all of that. But the way that we actually met was because within my business, whenever I'd go into sales cycles, I would always go out on dates online because I wanted to make sure I was opening myself up to connection in all areas of my life. Because I'm a big believer of how you do one thing is how you do everything. So if I was only opening up myself to connection within my business, but closing myself off from connection in romantic relationships, then I, you know, I wanted to create a continuity of a fluidity um, of energy in all areas of my life. So it was good because when I first started going on these dates, Um, I would practice telling the guy if I wasn't interested at the end of the date rather than worrying about, oh man, how am I going to have to go through these awkward conversations or not wanting to actually hang out or like leading someone on or ghosting them. Like I would tell them at the end, like, Hey, I'm not really feeling the spark. And I just respect you enough to tell you in person rather than, you know, being ghosted or or anything like that. Like just want to tell you didn't feel the spark, but I'm really glad that we got to meet. Hope we can be friends. And for my uh, people-pleasing recovery, <laughs> recovery, like it was the best therapy. It was the best thing. It was like a stretch activity. It was so good for me to be able to do that because I got to practice rejecting someone. And that's like one of my core fears that I've had to learn how to navigate and face and lean into and notice when that's what's the fear that's actually coming up that's preventing me from something is either the fear of being rejected or the fear of rejecting others. And for anyone that experiences people-pleasing, you likely have a very high level of empathy. So you 
know how to connect with people in such a deep way, but allowing them to connect with you and to fully see you, you know, there's a guard, there's a trust issue, you know, that's why people pleasing is formed out of a way to manipulate situations to be more enjoyable, more comfortable, you know, it's a part of your magic at the same time. Um, it, it can be a part of a weakness if we don't have foundations of confidence already in place with that. And so it's uh, really, it's really interesting. But eventually I did go out on a date with the guy that I'm dating now. And we're about to move into a house together. And there's just this whole new, there's a rebirth process that's happening. You know, the analogy is like, if you were to plant um, a bunch of, I don't know, lettuce or strawberry or um, tomatoes or whatever, like you get, there's such a beautiful season in it and it produces so much. But then when the season is over, we need to rip it out so we can plant something new and prepare. You know, right now we're going into winter season. Um, we're going into fall and then we're going to go into winter. And nature shows us all around these cycles of, of blooming, beautiful life and then decay and and leaves dropping and plants dying and going into this hibernation for winter to then bloom and and blossom and produce again. And so I feel like there's a part of my life of, of being so obsessed and in love with my business. And this is the aha moment that I'm going to, the kind of behind the scenes, like my personal aha moment I had with my coach this morning, because I was feeling very conflicted and very disconnected, not really sure why I didn't have the same excitement or joy to share my life on social media. I've been sharing some of the most intimate details of my life through Instagram and through Instagram stories for the past four years. You know, before that, actually, it started in 2014, where I started sharing pictures and telling my story. And like, I wanted people to understand how I was, how I got to them, that it wasn't just luck. It wasn't just, oh, good for her. Look what happened to her. It was that I chose it and that I leaned into the fear and I really chose it. And so that's where the original, um, in Spanish, is the ganas. The original, that's like where the ganas came from, the motivation, the drive to do it, because I wanted to be understood and I wanted other people to understand that it was possible for them too. And so, um, but lately, I, and th this is the aha moment. I realized that so much of my joy came from my business. So much of my joy, my passion, my purpose, my, you know, I, I would work in the weekends. I'd work late at night. Like I didn't care because it was so energizing for me because I loved it so much. So then now I'm, I've been in this relationship for nine months and it is such a huge source of joy that I'm not getting that same joy from my business anymore. But I feel this, you know, it's this weird thing of like almost comparing myself to who I was. But this was the aha moment as I realized like, wow, it's not the, it's not the sole thing that's filling up my cup. In the past, my business, my clients, my my connection, the growth of this, of my coaching and, and the podcasting, like that was my baby. That was, It brought me so much joy and I poured my heart into it because it also filled my cup up. You know, I poured into it and it poured into me. And so now when I have this other part of my life that is pouring so much love and joy and happiness into my life... And now all of a sudden not feeling that same um, obsession and joy towards my business, it just felt really fucking confusing. It felt really confusing because it was like, oh shit, what now? I didn't think this was really possible and now it is, so what now? How do I pivot? How do I let my brand evolve, let my business evolve, you know? And I think it's important to notice, like, have you ever seen those memes where it's like two people and they're like, you've changed. And the other person's like, well, that's the point. I feel like I've been having that conversation with myself and with 
who I've been the past four years is like, you've changed, you know, and, and my logical mind is saying danger, danger. What are we going to do? How are we going to pivot? What is this new brand going to look like? And it's not going to be a new brand. It's still me. Right. But the types of things I share and how I share is going to evolve and it's going to change as it should. And it's something that I also realized that was causing kind of a, a disconnect from some of the things in my business that normally have brought me so much joy is I have set out to achieve certain things. I wanted to sign a certain number of coaching clients. I wanted to run a group coaching program. I wanted to create a funnel and like all these businessy things. And I did, and I did it. And my coach was like, I think you're bored. And I'm like, no, I'm not bored. I think maybe I'm a little depressed. (laughs) And she's like, no, you, you need to recreate a new vision for what's possible now when you consider this new person in your life and and you're nesting and you're calming down from being a vagabond and a nomad traveling around the world like what does that new vision look like and you get it gets to be whatever you want it to be right and I get to have it all and it, it gets to be in different timelines than what my ego wants it to be right we want instant gratification we want our ego wants to protect us from the unknown so being able to control situations understand them but what about when we're in those in-between spaces the in-between of knowing what you want, having evidence, and not having evidence of it being possible, but that's the faith. That's when we hold the faith. That's when we trust the process. When you're in-between not knowing if it's going to work out, but trusting that it will. You know, so the the past year, there's been a lot of um, ups and downs of me not really knowing exactly where I wanted to live, exactly what my plan was, you know, and so there's a lot of trusting the process. Um, and so I guess like the, the point of this message that I want to send to you is it's okay for the things that have once brought you joy to not bring you joy anymore and for things to pivot. It's okay for your, your, your career to evolve. It's okay for your interest to evolve. And, you know, I, I guess a a big part of it too, is like, be open to the possibility that there's such a beautiful, deep, intimate, healthy love that's available for you in your life. Because I used to be so skeptical of those relationships being possible, but I promise you that they are because I'm, I feel like I'm proof of it right now. Is it always a walk in the park? No, because it challenges me because it asks all of me to show up. And that's the, that's the connection that, you know, I, I want him to bring all of him to the table. So that requires me to bring all of me to the table when it comes to speaking our mind and our emotions and what we need and what we like and what we don't like and how we can work together as a team, you know, cause there's me and my relationship with myself, him, his relationship with himself. And then there's a third element of our relationship together. And I've talked about this before. It's like one plus one equals three. And so before even there has to be a conversation you have with yourself that, I'm open to receiving the most beautiful, happy, healthiest relationship available. I I know it's possible for me. I know I'm worthy of it. I know I'm deserving of it. You know, having those conversations with yourself and being open to the possibility of dating um, and then practicing saying, hell no, practicing saying, hey, I don't feel the spark. It was so nice to meet you, but I just want to tell you in person. I respect you enough to tell you in person. I don't feel anything. So right? So I encourage you, I I give you a stretch activity that if you are single and you're going on dates or you're, you know, healing from a breakup or whatever else, I'm not saying go on, you don't have to go online and start dating or something like that, but think in your mind, what is it that you want? What are your non-negotiables? What are the red flags for you? What have have you learned from your past relationships that are helping you evolve into this relationship? Because it's funny, like I got into this relationship when I didn't really care if I had one or not 
I was going on dates to try and grow my business. <laughs> but I was open to the possibility that life could surprise me, and it did, right? And there was definitely times where I was scared, like, oh, does this mean I don't get to travel anymore? Or does this, does this mean this? And those are all limiting beliefs. If I do this, does that mean this? It's like, well, why does it have to? You know, I got really stuck in this black and white mindset, and it freaked me out because it was like, wait a minute, am I choosing a relationship over travel? And it's like, no, I'm prioritizing this beautiful love and relationship and I get to have it all. Is it going to be in the timeline that, that sometimes I want? No, but that's me wanting something, thinking that it'll make me feel better when I don't actually need it to feel better. I have all the tools to feel better as it is, right? And so just keep that in mind. If like whatever your come from is, if you are wanting to start dating or you're open to changes in your life or you realize that you're in a pivot and you're in a season change and you, we got to plant some new things or we got to rip some things out, you know, wherever you're at in your life right now, check yourself on what your come from is. Meaning if you want something, ask, where's that coming from? Is, the, is that desire rooted in a place of belief and love and abundance and all things are possible? Or is this decision rooted in the belief that things are not possible and I need to hurry and protect myself and I need to make a decision now and you know like and I need and and, and I need to if it's based in fear that there's not enough, I'm not enough, it's not enough, she's not enough, that's not enough. Notice what your decisions are rooted in. This is something we've talked about in the Glow Mastermind quite a bit is our come from. Whenever you go to say something, do something, ask for something whatever it is that you might do, like a decision that you make, what is that decision rooted in? Like there's been uh, times over the past couple months that there was opportunities to live somewhere, but I realized that if I said yes to it, that decision would be rooted in fear that I wouldn't find another place. And so I made the decision to say no, trusting that the right place I wanted to move into would come. Um, and the same thing with different past relationships. There was different situations where I probably could have settled and stayed, but I wasn't happy. And what I've noticed is if you try and settle and stay in a relationship that you're not happy in, if you don't break it off, the universe will break it off somehow, some way, something will happen eventually, right? If something's meant to come to an end, it will. And so this also can give you some peace if you're worried about certain things that have come to an end and you wonder, was it supposed to? Was it meant to? Did I mess it up? Like, don't go into a spiral of self-loathing. Instead, be like, it is what it is. This happened, so it must not be meant for me. Because if it was meant for me, it would be in my life. And so I get to send love to that person, to that experience, to that job, to that past, whatever that is, and trust that I'm exactly where I need to be, even if it feels a little dark, even if it feels a little bit heavy, you're exactly where you need to be. That that you gotta trust, you gotta trust the process, hold the faith, because what's the other option? Not trusting. And when we're not trusting, we're scared and we're in fear and or we're in overwhelm, so we completely shut down, right? And so this is your invitation to take responsibility for the life that you have right now by loving it and knowing that it's okay and trusting it. Even if you're super uncomfortable or things that you're like, Kelsey, are you kidding me? You want me to just love it all? Well, maybe stop looking at the big picture and and get specific on a few things that really bring you joy. Or maybe if you're getting too specific and it's really frustrating you and bogging you down, go general. Go general. And what I mean by that is like things are kind of things are going okay. Things are working out. I got food. I got a place. You know, I have my voice that I could speak my mind. These these couple things bring me joy and, and I and I feel satisfied with them. I feel happy with them. These things really piss me off. So I'm just not gonna look over there for a moment because I'm gonna notice where my thoughts go. 
one of the biggest things that you can do for yourself is learn how to observe your thoughts. Throughout all the ups and downs, throughout growing a business, throughout different turbulent relationships to now being in a very happy, healthy relationship with someone I want to spend a long time with, like learning how to observe your thoughts creates so much empowerment because then you are not enslaved to your thoughts. You can look at them and objectively be like, wait a minute, where did that come from? Is that even mine? Do I really feel like that? And you start to question yourself. And the way that I do that is through journaling. You know, journaling is a huge, that's the reason, that's the reason why I like journaling because it helps me connect with what I'm actually thinking and feeling because sometimes it's just so much that I don't know how to decipher what's actually going on and it and we can get put in a reactionary mode. So that's why journaling allows us to slow down and check in with like, what the fuck is going on? You know, if you feel like you're afraid or you're worried or you're anxious, like why, you know, you can think of the first thing that maybe comes to your mind, but, but then why again? And what's another level of why? What's another level of why? Like go seven whys deep into what it is that you think you're feeling and, and be like Sherlock Holmes and discovering what's actually going on. Because once you kind of have some clarity and insight of what's going on within your own emotional and mental state, it it, it, it loses some power over you because there isn't a mystery. All of a sudden, your mind just kind of goes into problem solving mode, you know, and this could be something as simple. It can be simple or it could be complicated, right? Like notice when you feel a moment of relief, right? If you're going through different situations, if you if if your come from is from a place of scarcity and everything doesn't feel enough, you don't feel enough, other people aren't doing enough, like check yourself. That's the perspective and the train of thought that has rooted deep into your mind right now. And so that's what feels true. But there's other realities that are present simultaneously. And so it's up to us to change the way that we see things, change the way that we make our decisions rather than trying to change people around us. You can't change or make someone be someone you want them to be. You can, but this is what I've been learning in relationships, which has been so valuable and so helpful in in practicing, strengthening the trust muscle of trusting myself and trusting others and and trusting my partner is, is speaking your mind of what it is that you like and don't like. And then you got to hold the tension, meaning hold the process to allow that other people to show up for you because you, there isn't oftentimes an instant, instant fix, you know, say, I don't like that. And you want them to change overnight, but there's nothing they can do to change it because you have to then forgive them enough to let them show up. So if there's people in your life, um, that you think are the problem, you know, no, it's the way you feel about them. That's the problem. Like they aren't like, if you feel like that person's pissing me off or that person's the reason for my unhappiness, you're giving them so much power, right? And how can you take the reins and take responsibility a little bit by either removing yourself from them or speaking clearly, very clearly, what it is that you like and don't like and need more of in order for this relationship to be a healthy, happy relationship? Um, and then you let them show up for it. And if they don't show up, then that's the sign you need. That's the that's the signal to step back. That, that person is not willing to show up for you in relationship the way that you want to be, you want someone to show up for you. And it's oftentimes the way you already show up for other people, right? You want people to love you the way you love them. So I think first step is knowing you're lovable. Second step is being able to speak your mind of, of what brings you comfort and what doesn't, what helps you feel safe and seen and loved and what doesn't, and making sure that those responses and those words are rooted in love, 
rooted in the belief that you are enough and there's enough and you're allowed to ask for more. You're allowed to ask for adjustments. You're allowed to say, hey, that really bothered me, right? But then you got to allow it to simmer. Once you speak your truth and once you share what's going on, whether that's with the relationship, a parent, a boss, allow them to show up and make those changes. And if they don't, then that's your sign to step back. Okay. It's kind of like a inside workings of boundaries, really. So that's my rant for today. This is just kind of there. there, There's this is like a nice little storytelling behind the scenes of some of the the ways that I'm navigating these pivots and these evolutions of, of my life. And I hope that it supports you in your life as well. And don't don't give up on love. Okay, you know, it's really easy to get jaded, especially when we've been hurt really bad or people have tricked us, you know, but trust is a choice. And obviously, people need to have reason to be trusted to some extent. If you've ever had trust issues, like I'm like, oh my God, I've had so many trust issues throughout my life because of being so easily trusting that I got hurt. And then that made the pendulum swing in the opposite direction. And so notice how you can start trusting yourself, start trusting the universe that things are working out. And you got to ask for what it is that you want. Like if you're like, things are working out, but I don't know what the fuck I want. (laughs) Well, that's, you got to get clear on that. Know that you are lovable, loving, and so capable and that you're allowed to ask for what you want and and be willing to be patient enough for it to unfold. There's an unfolding process that, you know, is really beautiful, but it also can sometimes feel really slow to our instant gratification culture that we've been indoctrinated into. <laughs> you can't Amazon Prime your dreams. Sorry, babe. I wish you could. I wish we could, but we can't. You know, we get to ask for what we want and then we get to show up. We get to ask, okay, if I had that, what is the level of joy I'd be feeling? And is there anything in my life that I can connect to and feel that level of joy right now? Because it's so much more about how would I feel if I had that? How would I feel, you know, I would, for example, if it's relationships, you'd feel secure, you'd feel confident, you'd feel loved. How can you bring those ways of being into your reality now? So you're already becoming a vibrational match. Does that make sense? All right, guys. If you're loving Joyfully You podcast, send me a message on Instagram. Um, If you listen on Apple Podcasts, do me a favor. Drop five stars. Write a review about um, a way that this has supported you or helped you. Or if you know someone that needs to hear this episode, send it to them. I like to be kind of like no bullshit when it comes to these episodes. As you guys know, I like to dive straight into the content. I'm not going to make you wait for like three, four minutes of commercials. It's not my style. Um... Because the reason why is because I rely on um, social media and social marketing and and relationships and word of mouth. And so if you know someone that you think would enjoy this podcast, send it to them. Or maybe take a screenshot, post it to your Instagram story. Like that's such a huge help. Like I just want to say thank you to all of you guys that have posted your stories about the podcast. Because every time you do that, you're sh- putting awareness to all the other um, people that you follow that might get a lot of relief and love and support and empowerment and confidence and motivation from Joyfully You. And that's really all I want, you know, is I want people to feel empowered. I want people to feel joy and be able to connect to that joy. So again, I'm Kelsey Lowe. You are listening to Joyfully You podcast and you are so loved and you are so infinitely supported. And just take a moment right now to take a big old deep breath. Maybe the biggest breath you've taken all day. Let your shoulders drop. Feel the weight of your body. Every cell in your being loves you. 
the world around us wants to provide for us, wants us to see us happy. And sometimes the things that we experience that are challenging or devastating or filled with grief or despair, you know, it's, it's, it's not that you've done something wrong or something is wrong. It's just a part of the human experience, but it's being able to hold the trust through that and allow ourselves to feel the depths of those things without, without staying there. You know, emotions are energy in motion. We got to allow this stuff to move through us. And so, you know, one of the biggest things that our mind will tell us whenever we're in a hard time is that we're alone, that no one else gets it and everyone else is doing good but us. But it's the biggest lie we tell ourselves: You're so not alone. Anything you're experiencing or have experienced, someone has experienced similar emotions, maybe not the same context of the story, but there's people that have experienced similar emotions and you're never alone. Ever, 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 never alone. You're loved and infinitely supported. Um, yeah. So those are the words I'm going to leave you with. Drop your shoulders, relax your jaw, notice your body. Allow your body to be in the state of comfort you want your mind and your heart to be, okay? All right, guys, you're listening to Joyfully You Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Lowe, and I will see you on the next episode.